0: All right. Um, are you guys? You think you? are uh, Let's do it.
1: I was born ready. Okay. No, I wasn't. You look ready. It, t- it took like a couple days to get ready, but yeah, for sure. We spent like three hours this morning getting ready. Yeah. Cool. Good for you. Good
0: for you. It's de- an hour and a half at the Apple So de- definitely, definitely not born ready.
1: No, <laughs> far from it. it didn't even wake up ready. Twenty-three years out of it.
0: Everybody. welcome to another episode of Podcast Podcast. I'm Cotee, and today we've got a panel consisting of Ryan McGee. Ryan McGee is here. <laughs> All right, and we've got uh, Ashley Thomas. Hello. And Josh Eggleston, sub player. And today our pitch is what? coming really nice. from
1: Ben and Corey. We are we are Ben and Corey, but we are also speaking on behalf of John Carpenter today. Ooh.
2: That's right. Corey and Ben, speaking on behalf of legendary director
0: John Carpenter. Personally, a big fan of his work, so I'm really interested in what you guys are going to give to us today. I'm pretty excited about it. Okay.
1: I don't think Josh has ever seen a John Carpenter film.
0: He's still going <laughs> to... John Carpenter
1: can eat a bag of dicks for all I care. <laughs> He's never seen a film, so he has no opinion. And when Josh has no opinion, he has a negative opinion. That's <laughs> I have a negative
0: opinion, it turns positive somehow.
1: Yeah, it's about to. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) All right, Corey. uh, Ben, change my life. Okay, so
1: our idea is for a film called Escape from Area 51. It would complete John Carpenter's Escape trilogy. That started with Escape from New York, starring Kurt Russell, then was followed up with Escape from L.A. Starring Kurt Russell. Yes. Escape from Area 51. The year is twenty thirty-nine. We open on Wyatt, a young, stocky man with blonde hair, looks a lot like Kurt Russell as he walks through a desert holding a rifle.
3: Is
0: that written in the script he just looks like Kurt Russell? Yes. Nice.
3: (laughs) He's played by Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell. (laughs) The character's name is Wyatt. Yeah, it's a badass name. That's right. So anyway.
1: (laughs) He's walking through the desert holding a rifle. He's not sure where he is. He looks around, sees some strange noises, looks up, a giant non-humanoid <laughs> being jumps on top of him, and we cut to black.
3: God, he, no. sees <laughs> he sees strange noises. He sees strange noises. see sounds Cut to well.
1: Snake Plissken, 80 years old. <laughs> he lives alone on a farm. He's sworn off cell phones and the internet, and has had a major falling out with the U.S. Postal Service. So he is virtually cut off from the rest of humanity. That's right. That's right.
2: The USPS.
1: <laughs> One night, he's sitting on his porch with his dog and his old man neighbor, the only human being he ever has contact with, drinking beer, and then the government infiltrates his house. But Snake has obviously seen this coming, so he defends as well as he can. Of course. But the government takes him. Mm-hmm. He screams, how'd you find me? And then steps out Steve, the leader of the government, who might be played by Steve from Stranger Things, and says, Snake, we never lost you. So they take Snake to a government facility that overlooks Area 51. And here is where we do a giant exposition dump Classic to John Carpenter films that will propel us into the second act. Mm -hmm. So in this world, the government has been using Area 51 to keep aliens hostage and secret from the public. Because in Escape from L.A. when the internet cut out, journalism kicked in real hard and newspapers were booming. So journalists were sprawling all around the country trying to get scoops and hear stories. And a lot of them found their way into Area 51 after hearing about aliens. But the government didn't want them talking, so they took them captive in Area 51. So they tell Snake that his son was sent in there to assassinate the alien leader because the aliens are holding a bunch of journalists hostage. People are catching on to them. Journalists have been scoping it out. They need Snake to go in there, kill the alien leader, and rescue his son. They'll only let him out if the alien leader is dead. He only has 18 hours before winter strikes within Area 51 and temperatures reach sub-sub-zero. The government also has a device that can control the weather whenever they want. They currently have it on a six-hour cycle so that each day within Area 51 is a different season. They do this to see how the aliens react to different environments and also keep them at bay within sub-sub-zero temperatures. It's a cool-looking device set up in the government lair, and Snake wonders how powerful it is. They say it's so powerful it could even take over the whole world and affect the weather in the entire atmosphere. They send Snake in. First thing he finds in Area 51 is an alien farmer's market where they're selling things like Space Coke, which is Coke, but from space. (laughs) Snake gets in a scuffle in a fight with a couple of the aliens, and then he's pulled aside into an alleyway into safety. This is where Snake
2: meets a little side character we call Intergalactic Isaac. Isaac is an old friend, but we really don't know why yet. And Isaac's gonna eventually help Snake escape from Area Fifty-One.
1: Isaac is half human, half alien, literally. That's right. That's this right. half of his body is human, and the other half is alien. He's pretty repulsive to look at. CoT. How T. did that happen? Like, we'll get to that.
0: Parents. Who oh, Ryan?
1: Who plays him? Um. Yeah. Who we'll talk man? about that also. We'll okay. That also. Continuing with the story, Isaac says he can take Snake to the alien leader. So he does. The alien leader's house in this giant cave system. He has a lot of citizens. Snake can hear the journalists and see the journalists. So Snake has the alien leader in his sights and his sniper rifle, and just as he's about to pull the trigger, he's stopped by his son, Wyatt. Wyatt reveals to him the truth, that the government is holding these aliens hostage, that the aliens aren't holding the journalists hostage, and that the government is basically doing a bad thing. And Snake, hating the government's like, whoa we gotta stop the government. So he goes to the alien leader and he goes to the alien public and he's like, we're gonna hold an uprising against the government and we're gonna take down the facility and you're all gonna break out here so the general public knows the truth. And they all agree, but they can only follow the alien warrior leader. And so Snake has to challenge the current alien warrior leader and here's another thing. Within Area 51, they've had access to America's pop culture, so all the aliens are really into American Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> so Snake has to go through this like American Gladiator kind of obstacle course against the current alien warrior leader, and also it's in zero gravity. They don't tell Snake that. It just happens halfway through. But Snake wins, wins the trust of the aliens. He's about to lead them on a, on a, on a revolution against the government, but they don't know how to get to the government facility because the snow is coming and they have snipers perched and they'll get seen.
2: Here's where intergalactic Isaac comes into play. Isaac has been talking about this wormhole creation that he's been creating <laughs> for years and years and no one believes him because he's the only one who can see the wormhole. And he's been building up to for it to be powerful enough so that they can all escape from Area 51. The thing, the thing is, and this is like a... a A cheap idea, too. You just don't see the wormhole. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But he builds the trust with Snake. So Snake believes him. And he gets everyone else to rally behind intergalactic Isaac. You want to take it from here?
1: So they go through the wormhole and they attack the facility. And basically they win pretty easily. It's a total bloodbath. They're about to escape outside of Area 51. And Snake and his son are about to leave and Snake says, Son, there's one last thing. So Snake goes into the government headquarters room and he sees the the weather device. But who's sitting next to it? Steve and the president. And they say, not today, Snake. Snake points his gun, but Steve is too fast. Steve shoots Snake in the chest and Snake falls to the ground, right as Snake shoots the president. Steve is only one left alive. Then Wyatt walks in. Wyatt and Steve are in a standoff. They both pull the trigger. Steve shoots Isaac. Hang on. Not Isaac. I'm sorry. That's a spoiler. (laughs) Isaac might come in to play later. So it's Steve and Wyatt. They both pull the trigger. Wyatt successfully blows Steve's brains out. Steve pulls the trigger, just grazes Wyatt's eye so that his eye pops out. It's pretty gnarly. He's missing an eye, (laughs) but it's okay. Yeah. So Wyatt walks over to his father's dead body. He's bleeding out. Snake can barely make out words and he just says, Son. Do what's right. The sound fades out. Snake Plissken falls dead. We cut to a shot back farther in the room. Wyatt slowly rises up as we hear the music. Snake is now dead. Wyatt turns. He's got his father's eye patch on. He grabs the weather device. There's two knobs. He turns the one from seasons to winter. Then he turns the other one from local to worldwide. The whole world is headed for sub-sub-zero temperatures—another ice age, if you will. He throws the weather device into the wreckage of the government facility and walks out as we fade to black. Directed by John Carpenter.
2: <laughs> also written by John
0: Carpenter. Yes. So, did you excuse me for a moment—I have a massive erection. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: um, we also have some other tidbits of things that will be in the film. Like of anecdotes of characters oh, and Isaac and yeah. things like that. Would you like to hear those now or would you like to ask questions about the plot first?
0: I think I think now I think while while it's still fresh in our minds we should uh, ask questions about the yeah. plot. And then we'll just kinda keep diving. Does anybody in have any deep questions deep or comments? Y'all niggas is tripping. What kind of we were y'all on
1: when you wrote this? This is wild. We've been working on this idea for a couple months, so it may be a couple different strands. Uh, I really like Intergalactic
3: Isaac, and I can't wait to hear the expansion upon it. I'm sure you -hmm. have more points. Well, the
1: post-credit scene is Intergalactic Isaac as he goes... as he goes into the world? Is he is proof that humans and aliens can coexist? Because he's oh, half human, half both, alien. That's cool. yeah. And, alien and yeah, and that's
0: that's one thing that I really like about this film is that it seems to have like a pro alien yes. stand. Of course, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and very anti
1: government. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like yeah. Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm glad you like that. Yeah, yeah, that was very cool. Gross. I like very it. Cool. It seems to fit along those 80s action movie mm-hmm. tropes of like the wacky weather machine, mm-hmm. Isaac building the wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> Creative. the wormhole that you can't see and You're American Gladiator I love the
1: American Gladiator we had some other ideas before American Gladiator there was going to be a zero
3: gravity tennis match <laughs> and then that turned into zero gravity rollerblading what type of pop culture are they into like what Like you know what era are they living in what pop culture is it like our pop culture like 80s 90s like oh, well, it's, Blade it's Runner it's contemporary
2: reality TV
3: pop yeah, culture yeah mostly <laughs> like they don't have the good stuff they just have like basic cable yeah, yeah
1: especially since the internet was destroyed and escaped from LA uh for some reason one of the first things that got up and running was reality TV because they didn't need writers or anything you know
3: or like modern stuff gonna be? you know like how in Blade Runner how Atari is like really prominent and stuff because it was made Mm -hmm. in the 80s yeah for sure
1: um Things that like were really hot in 2013 are really hot again in 2039 <laughs> because when the internet went out, everything just went on like stasis mode. I oh, hope yeah. I make it to 2039
0: yeah. when Kesha's back
1: and the- exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, <probably laughs> <up>. they're <laughs> playing on Xbox 360s. Nice, you know?
3: nice. Halo 3 is still going strong. Mm, big, big into Halo 3. So you said this completes the trilogy, but yeah. you leave it open. We do leave it open. We do leave it
1: open. Because why this, the hell this, not? This completes <laughs> Snake's trilogy. Okay, complete yeah.
3: Snake's trilogy. We don't know yeah. if there's
2: going to be a Wyatt trilogy. I want to talk about the aliens
0: sure, real quick. Yeah, because yeah, sure, there's obviously sure. a collaboration between Snake, Wyatt, and the aliens. And so, I guess, like, you know, have you have you given any thought to, like, different, like, types of languages or, like, what technologies they're using to, like, try and communicate with each other? They speak like, English. They, they speak all speak English. <laughs> English. Yeah. perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. And... It's almost too convenient, actually. Yeah. But, like, I love it. Like, it's
3: great.
2: It's we the were, future, though. We were talking about, like, what we wanted the aliens to look like, though. Like, what do you guys think?
1: Right. Ooh. That's good. See, there's so much that you can do with it. Should they all
3: look uh, like different kinds of aliens? Because the U.S. has been collecting aliens? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah.
0: actually yeah probably. But I
3: think they should all wear like clothes from 2013. Like <laughs> just normal like they wear like baseball caps and like skinny jeans nice. and like yes. fashion from 2013 because yeah. they're like the pop culture like, That's It's a good call. Right. Yeah. I I really
1: like that concept of like the pop culture freezing in 2013. The aliens are just stuck <laughs> <Yeah>. in 2013. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that <laughs> idea a lot too. Hey, Jer- Jersey Shore is yeah. on again. Let's go <laughs> catch it. Question <laughs>
3: about intergalactic isaac yes so since he's half and half are you guys gonna do like cg motion capture on the other side or are you doing no, prosthetics it's carpenter we're doing prosthetics okay games. good, oh, good. Practically. oh practically yeah and okay.
1: also one thing i had in my notes was what if the different halves of isaac are different genders that was one thing I, I had in like my that. notes. I didn't quite I like incorporate that. it, but it's just something that, that that actor can think about when building their character. Yeah.
0: I like the idea that just to piss people off. You know, just be like, look, this one thing has two genders. Boom. So I, I'm really into that idea. I'm quickly, like, stir falling in love a with uh, Intergalactic. Yeah, stir the pot. <laughs>
3: Carpenter always stirred the pot. That was Snake's yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surfing and stirring the pot were just yeah. two things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Do you have an actor, actors in mind for well, any the only other? only thing, people? the only that's Wyatt one thing. why Russell, <laughs> Wyatt Russell, Russell.
1: Russell, We wanted to come with you guys because we had yeah. no idea for the cast of like the aliens and the alien leader. Um, Simon Peck. Steve
0: for intergalactic Isaac.
2: Ooh, he would be really
1: good. He'd as be a great Isaac. Guys. Yeah, that's
0: a great. Yeah.
2: That's a great call.
3: Uh, alien leader definitely like Andy Serkis or yeah, if you want to sure. do a mo. Well, if they're going to be practical aliens. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're wearing slacks and t-shirts. Remember.
3: Right. The wearing skinny jeans and, um. and pants <laughs> <laughs> like a panic at the disco. I, I, right. I
2: keep when I'm picturing this movie I just keep picturing like the classic like
1: oh like awkward oval shaped head alien. Right. Like, you know there could I mean? be it's some just of a those classic aliens. Yeah. There could be some that's, that's the yeah. thing we can have a bunch of different races of aliens. Yeah. You could have
0: you could have a race of alien that look like aliens in Independence Day like yeah. you could have some that look like from the original Roswell sightings like there's mm. really so much Amazing, like and like mm-hmm. with the makeup and design, like because John Carpenter likes to do practical effects, like so have a really good makeup artist and just have the most right. amazing fucking background of characters. So ever, like,
1: it's tons of Easter eggs. eggs. Yeah.
0: The
3: only issue with doing like original Roswell aliens is like their dimensions are not like dimensions that any one person has, so you would right. have that's to true. do John special Notchvich. effects for that's it. That's
1: true.
2: I think that brings this pitch to a conclusion. Yeah, that's
1: Escape from Area Fifty One. Yeah. Awesome.
2: I loved it. Thank
0: you. I I I'm in. I don't I don't have any notes.
3: I'm fucking in. <laughs> Go see his hand, right? Oh, 100%. I think my favorite part is definitely the pop culture, how the aliens, because it makes sense why the aliens would like love right? pop culture and like right? the American Gladiators is like a really perfect choice. <laughs> I don't know why. Especially in Zero
1: Gravity. Yeah. yeah. That's
3: that, That's going to be the highlight of the film for me, probably. Thank you. I love it.
0: Brings, like, a, like, a kinda, like, makes me think kind of back, like, to Tron a little bit. With, like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Been,
3: like, and that's cool. Like, I dig mm-hmm. it.
2: Spacecola and
1: reality TV, maybe.
3: <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I would 100% watch this. I would just need to watch Escape from L.A. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for
1: sure. Well, the, the AMC chains will, like, do, like, a big... Okay,
3: good, thing, good. Like that. good.
1: Then Beverly will show them, yeah. yeah. Josh, you've been awfully <laughs> quiet. I, I don't understand... John Carpenter and I don't understand his films
0: and I don't understand this bitch because I think it's ridiculous but all for you guys I mean this is white people shit for real <laughs> like I mean I, like no for shit. real like, like, like I can't imagine just three black dudes sitting and like watching that shit just like this is my movie like fuck that I mean no offense the movie's good for white people Thanks,
3: dude. How should we get How the block? block it up? How should we block it up? I guess would be the question. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to market right. this film. Yeah. What if day. you wrote
1: the film with John? Alright, yo, what's going to happen is R. Kelly is the president. R. Kelly is R. R. Kelly is the R. Kelly the could president. be a great
2: president regardless of whether we are trying to make it a black mm-hmm. film or not. Mm-hmm. What a damn good choice for a president. Like so, you would so se- he, be so serious. It'd <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be
0: awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been Podcast Podcast. And remember to have a busy night. Busy night. We'll see you <laughs> next time.